Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Coming to you later than normal. Sorry about that, everybody. We, well, you know what? Actually, I'm not even going to take the blame on that. That's actually directly the King's fault. We were waiting for Tyrese Halliburton news, just like everybody else. We were expecting it to come on Monday, which is when we normally record and release, in case people haven't caught on to that. Uh, be sure to look out for those. Um, the Kings, and did, the, the Kings, Kings waited. Did, the Kings did not get that memo. They had different plans. They yeah. had different plans, obviously. But uh, it's good to be back. I've had a lot on my mind lately. I mean, we wanted to talk about all this stuff. Yeah. Obviously, the Kings are... They more than made up for it on the court, they which are, is, I mean, th- that's going to be what we're talking about for a majority of today is what the hell has gone on since... Yeah, what is going know, on? We're not even going to acknowledge... How many times have I said that we're not going to acknowledge X game and we're just going to act like it didn't happen? Uh, but we're really not going to acknowledge the Utah game because there's, I don't even think Luke Walton's going to watch the film on that one. There's, there's nothing to learn from that. Um, but since then the Kings have gone on to win their last four games. Everyone's looked great all of a sudden. And here we are today recording on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night at seven 45 and the Kings stand two and a half games out of the play in tournament, which, well, Man, hold on. of course we hold were going to end up here. Uh, the Spurs are still playing their game right now, they so I'm but sorry. they're down. By, they're down by forty in the fourth. Uh, it's one hundred and sixty-three. Let's not assume things. So, uh, hey, it, as it currently stands, the Kings are three and a half. Yeah, three. Maybe in about when we're finished with this yeah. episode, uh, unless, the Kings will be two and a half. Unless the Spurs go on a fifty like to two run to Very close possible. the game out, which could happen. But uh, no, like you said, man, the Kings they're going to be two and a half back with six games left. Friday night. And we didn't mention that yet. Friday night, playing San Antonio in Sacramento to bring it within a game and a half. It's exciting. It's it's okay to be excited. You know, at this point, it's it's real. It's hey, they're gonna be playing a basketball game on Friday night. If they win, they're one and a half back with five games left. And if they lose, probably done. I mean, we can stop talking yeah. about the plan. But for one night Officially. for <laughs> one night. Officially, hey, unofficially, we can stop. Have fun, because a lot, a lot of the, the past two weeks, three weeks have been, you know, particularly, particularly, particularly when. Good word. Sorry, it's a big word, and I'm, I'm, a little dry. I got some water here. <laughs> wow, ASMR for particularly for all you folk. There we go. That rolled off the tongue on that one. Uh, when De'Aaron Fox went down with with his health and safety protocols, uh, <laughs> is it is going down the right <laughs> yeah, word or, like, or laying down? Well, we don't know if it was him. We don't know if it was. Yeah, they've been very vague on the, the whole situation yeah. too. I don't know if you've been watching like the. Uh, I know there's a lot of it's NBA policy. They can't release any information unless the player pretty much wants to himself. Um, they can't say anything. Like Luke, Luke Walton has been asked a million times, "What's up with the Aaron? Is he, gonna, is he close to coming back? Do you think he's going to play this year?" And every time Luke's been saying, "You know what? I I can't say anything. I I just I'm, I have no idea." Like so. We don't know if De'Aaron has tested positive for COVID. We don't know if anyone near him has tested positive for COVID. The NBA's policy is 10 to 14 days. As you point out uh, before we start recording, Chris, tomorrow, Thursday, is the 14th day since De'Aaron went down. But that being said, my point was when De'Aaron went down, if that's the correct verbiage you want to use. <laughs> it's what we're uh, going to use. With, with the uh, health and safety protocols. The negativity kind of started creeping in. Uh, I, I believe the first game that he missed was the Warriors game that the Kings lost, if I'm not mistaken. Or Yeah, the Kings lost to the Warriors. Uh, De'Aaron Fox not play that night. Well, since then, the Kings have kind of said, you know what? <laughs> 
hey, surprise, uh, we're back. And the game that kind of started things off was when they beat Dallas the first time. Then you go into the Laker game, which that was the game that kind of had me a little on a little on notice. Like, okay, I know LeBron was coming back from injury, but that being said, they beat a pretty much fully healthy Lakers team. I know LeBron said after the game that his ankle is not going to feel the same for the rest of the season. I mean, LeBron's kind of, I mean, he LeBron's in his bag Le, with his, he, with his, his excuses. Uh, excuses right he's now. already, get, he's already saying how the, the play is a yep. joke, which we'll talk about that later about how it's kind of differing opinions for different people. Um, uh, but you look at that, that last four games, Lakers, Mavericks, Thunder, Pacers. Uh, if you want to look at the five and six with the other Mavericks game, the Kings have held their last three opponents under 100, that being the Mavericks, the Thunder, and the Pacers. Uh, they held the Lakers to 106. <clears throat> this is all after <clears throat> the Jazz game. Uh, where they let up 104. <clears throat> <clears throat> but, hey, whatever it is, Maybe it's too little too late. I don't know. But the Kings are playing good basketball. They're playing good defense. The team looks like they're having fun. Uh, they're balanced. Obviously, we're going to get to Tyrese Halliburton's injury, how he was a good part of, of that team playing yeah. well. But you look at guys that are stepping up, like DeLon Wright, who has been playing yeah. like a star, like a star starting This is the guy guard. that Monty was trading for. This is for the sure. guy that we had Corey Joseph playing in those minutes. Well, yeah. and, well and it sucks that it took so long for them to get to this form because – and it would have been asking a lot, but if he would have came out the gate playing like this, we probably would have been in a lot better spot. We probably would have been in that play-in spot already. Um, but better late than never. Uh, and, yeah, DeLon is is absolutely delivering right now. He's putting up near triple-doubles every night, you know, always always filling up the stat sheet. Near quadruple tonight. Yeah, I mean, yeah six steals tonight. Did he finish with six? Six steals, career yeah. high. Six steals tonight. Um just to add on to that, Mo Harkless also, who's been inserted into the starting lineup the past few games, and and uh, you know Mo's not by any means you know putting up fifty. I don't even think he scored fifteen points in a game this season, but uh, he's just doing everything else, doing a lot of the small stuff, uh, really setting the tone defensively, allowing them to be really really versatile defensively, switching and all that kind of stuff. Um, just a great, really strange. Was not expecting it, but. Really great basketball the past four games from from the Kings. Uh, I think, I mean, it's not surprising, but with De'Aaron Fox out, they've slowed the game down and kind of made it, you know, that's, we're seeing Marvin Bagley reap the benefits of that. Yeah. Where he's just getting post-touch after post-touch after post-touch. And it's not something that and that you and I are surprised at, but Marvin Bagley is a bucket when he is fed the ball in the post. And uh, it's been great to see. Also, it's been really great to see. You know, he, he did finish with five fouls last game, but that's kind of an outlier because out of the last five games, uh, we're talking about Marvin Marvin. Yeah. He stayed out of foul trouble. He, he had five fouls against OKC. Things got a little sloppy late in that game. The Kings had a pretty sizable lead and it kind of got away from them late. And, uh, they won by four points granted still a win. Marvin got in foul trouble, but one foul tonight, he had zero fouls against Dallas. He had two fouls against the Lakers, one against Charlotte. Uh, that was the last game he played in before, sorry, before he got injured, but in the four games he's been playing since returning, uh, only one game he's been in foul trouble, and that's kind of been like one of his Achilles' heels. Is Marvin can't stay on the floor because of foul trouble. When he's healthy, he still can't be on the floor because of foul trouble. Well, three of the four games he's played in hasn't been a problem, and tonight was just probably his strongest showing of his career. If you think about it, as far For sure. as he had a double I mean, thirty-one and twelve is yeah on on did, what was it uh, twelve of or thirteen of twenty-four? I think I think uh, it was uh, thirteen to twenty-two. 
Yeah, man. He looks good. He looks confident. Uh, The defense still is kind of like it's not really great or where where it should be. But Rashawn Holmes and DeLon Wright, they're providing all the defense you need. And and Marvin's job was to score with Aaron Fox out and Harrison Barnes uh, still out. We need a guy to score in the paint. And he's more than the guy. Yep. so Marvin and DeLon, specifically since Tyrese went down, mm-hmm. have just been, you know, the pulse of this team. Uh, and you look at what Buddy Hill's been doing, too. Give a little credit to Buddy Hill. I was just about to say, yeah, Buddy Hield also has, has really stepped his game up. And, and uh, I think in the past 10 games, he's shooting 42% or something like that from three. <clears throat> I'm sorry, he's shooting 45% from three in his past 10 games. Uh, also seven, putting up 17 points a game. Yeah. Uh, he's he's found his shot and he's really really hunting and you can see especially with the Aaron out he's more comfortable if that I didn't even think it was possible but he's more he's gotten more of a green light in the past uh, in the past couple uh, couple games here and he's looked great he's looked like that's where he's most comfortable honestly is when he really feels like uh, the the scoring weight is on his shoulders yeah buddy he's been creating a lot of offense too which is something that people probably didn't expect I know that. Uh, Earlier of the season when we had podcasts, I think you had him as king of the week one time because he uh, was, was dishing the ball out and eight assists tonight, eight rebounds. He's I'm looking at his past five. I mean, in the not-to-be-mentioned Utah game, he had seven assists. In that Laker game, he had seven assists. Dallas, he had three. OKC, he had four. And then tonight against Indiana, he had eight. Hey, Those are all higher. I believe he's averaging three, a little under three, or a little over three on the season. If I had to look at the, the last game logs with, you know, Tyrese obviously being out, we'll take away from it. But uh, I know DeLon's had a good couple of games here, but I still think Buddy probably leads the Kings in assists per game over this four-game winning streak. I'm just going to go ahead and go out on a limb and, and predict that. Uh, over the last four games, yeah, Buddy's had uh, eight, four, three, and seven. I mean, I think DeLon has had a couple games where he's had eight and, and five, but Buddy's been doing it all, and, and we have to give him some credit. Obviously, the field goal attempts, he still has those. He was six or 16 tonight. He, he's still probably shooting around 40% from the field, but the threes are falling. They're over 40%. He's moving the ball around. Uh, again, when you have DeLon Wright swiping six deals per game, he can pick up the slack on, on the defensive end, but um, there's not much going wrong for the Kings right now. There's really not much going wrong. Harrison Barnes and Chimezi Metu have tried to play the last two games and uh, haven't felt right going through war- warm-ups. And at this point, it's kind of like, do do if they come back on Friday, like do you think that kind of does it disrupt the flow? Does it help them out? I I think having Harrison Barnes back could be a help, but um, yeah, Mo, I don't, I don't Mo see, Harkless and, and Delon Wright have played really, very well in the starting lineup. Yeah, so. I, I I don't see how either of those guys really affect the flow of the game. I think Harrison, if anything, if that's to his benefit, we've talked about countlessly this season, how Harrison's biggest fault is that he he'll like to uh, just kind of get lost in the shuffle and, and disappear throughout games. And so I think he'll be perfectly fine with, you know, we've seen him also step up plenty of times this year. So if they need him to step up, we know he'll be there and, you know, if, if he's more than comfortable uh, uh, just fading off in the back and, and getting, 14 points or whatever uh as for Chemezi, i think you know he, he'll same with him he'll he'll slide right in and i they'll probably take minutes away from terrence davis who's struggled a little bit in the past couple games with his shooting but one of eight from three tonight yeah. yeah i mean he he looked good early and kind of fell off he was pretty big against uh okc if i if i recall and 
obviously the Dallas games. Yeah. Uh, We've also gotten a, the the bench has been cleared a little bit. We've gotten some Kyle Guy minutes tonight. We got some Jamias Ramsey first quarter minutes. Um, Justin James has gotten a lot of, got a lot of minutes uh, against yeah. OKC. It's very interesting how Luke Walton has kind of patched up the rotation with with these guys out. He plays Jamias Ramsey for six minutes all in the first half. Kyle Guy eight minutes in the first half. Justin James, and you know whether people hate Luke Walton or love him, you got to give him some credit. He has weathered this, this storm of missing arguably your, your top four player or three or four players here with De'Aaron Tyrese and Harrison all out. He's absolutely he's I mean, figured out how to make the, the right moves. And whether you want to say it's, Oh, it's OKC or hurt LeBron or they're NBA teams and the Kings are winning the games. Yeah. So, I mean, no, to your point last week we were talking, it, it was De'Aaron's out. There's no way that these guys are going to be able to to you know really pull it together, and I think that's what rallied them. Honestly, is that they were like, "There's no way if," and I I think I said it in the last podcast, but if they came out and essentially accepted defeat and didn't give it their hundred percent, they were going to, uh, the Utah game was going to happen routinely. They were just going to get absolutely destroyed because. They don't have a star player like De'Aaron Fox to keep them in the game if they're not playing well or if they're not focused for 48 minutes. So I think now what's happening is they're just actually forced to lock in or else they've seen what will happen is they will legitimately get embarrassed by a team that doesn't even – we're seeing uh, Utah do it to San Antonio right now, but we're seeing a team that doesn't have their two-star players still put – Enough yeah, more than a starting back points. court. Mike Conley and, yeah. and Donovan Mitchell both out, and um, they missed the games against the Kings too. Or we, we don't want to We don't want. We don't want to talk about that game. No, we're not supposed um, to. I feel like we've mentioned that game more than any other. Thing. But hey, the Kings, they shot twenty five percent three point line, three point line tonight, and they still got a W. Um, I don't know how many times this year that's happened where they've shot under twenty six percent from a three point line and still won. Uh, they're playing good basketball right now, man. And uh, whether you want them to tank or want them to make the plan or whatever it is, if you're a Kings fan, you should enjoy the wins because, again, we thought the season was over when De'Aaron went out, and here we are, Friday night, two and a half back of the play-in, six yeah. games left, and the Spurs are in town. And, uh, you know, even if it's for one night and the Kings are down by 25 at halftime or whatever, it's going to be exciting just, to, like, to, just to, to watch the game and just to kind of – Wake up Friday and know there's a big game that night. Maybe it's the last time we're gonna have that feeling all season long. Uh, you know, they could lose it and things could be done. Being three and a half out with five games left is yep. nothing. Well, to, we we haven't even read the uh, the upcoming schedules for both teams yet, too, which I yeah. think makes the conversation a whole lot more interesting because it's, it's, crazy. it's one thing to say like, yeah, you know, they beat you know, they beat uh, the Spurs and they're still a game and a half out. There's not that many games left, Frankie. How are the Kings supposed to, you know, even if they're a game and a half, that means they have to win games. Yep. I'm telling you, it's not as hard as it sounds. I know. Trust us. We don't, I don't want to say we, we don't want to believe we in get, it. But like, a, we get, it can be a rope-a-dope. Yeah. People are saying that yep. it's a, the rope-a-dope. And I said, oh, I, I totally agree. Yep. The Kings probably, I mean, the way the Kings have operated before, before we get into the schedules, they could come out on Friday night and just lay a complete egg. Yep. That's the way it usually goes. And then go back to three and a half. And yep. then at that point, it probably is over. Then they lose then they lose two in a row to go four and a half back. Then they win the last three games of the year. Like that, that that's that's the way it always works out. Because that's how it worked out in the bubble, too. They barely missed the playing because they they won their last two games of the play. I think they they start off 0 and 3. Then yeah. they beat then they New beat Orleans. New Orleans. Then they lost two in a row. Then they won th- two or three in a row. 
they finished three and five in the bubble. But uh, that being said, uh, did you want to read the schedules? Yeah. So uh, the Spurs have Utah tonight. Uh, that they're currently what, what's the they're current down. status of that? Uh, they're currently down. I, I think Utah's going to hold on. They're up by forty with three minutes left. Gotcha. So we'll we'll give updates on that as it as it progresses. <laughs> um, so the Spurs' next game is against Sacramento on Friday. Then they play Portland at Portland, uh, Milwaukee at the New York Knickerbockers, the four seed in the Eastern Conference right fun, now. Man, Knicks are and fun. And then close the season with two games in Phoenix against the current number one seed in the Western Which Conference. could go either way. I know that Utah and Phoenix are duking it out for the top spot. Uh, I don't know if Phoenix will create any separation by then, and we could see them rest their guys if they get control of that one seed. I don't know how important the one seed is to them. I think it's going to depend on how the – honestly, though, I think every team will probably just try and win as many games and get the best seeding as possible because – the way it's looking like it's going to play out, it's going to be so tight. It's going to come down to the last days with where the Lakers are going to fall. The Lakers might end up falling into the play-in. And if you're a two seed, you definitely don't want to play them. Um, or, you know, even you might even get them as an eight seed. Um, I don't know. I, I say that to well, say I, I think that the Spurs are probably going to get a, a full Phoenix team for at least one and a half of those games. It's tough that the Kings are on a four game winning streak right now, because you look at the next three and there's no, there's no other way the Kings can like realistically make the plan unless they stretch this winning streak to seven, because they have to win on Friday. They have to win both the OKC games. So they have to, yes, they would have to beat San Antonio on Friday. They, have, they have to win both two OKC straight games. against OKC and OKC grant a, if Harrison Barnes comes back or if De'Aaron, if they do bring me, there's those should OKC, be easy. We beat them. Yes. At our worst. And OKC is closing in on a top three pick. They have no, no, no they don't want to, they don't want to no. win these games. They're so close to a top three pick. They can almost smell, uh, they can almost smell it. Like they really, they're that close and it smells pretty good. I bet we don't know what that smells no. like. So look at Friday night and you just think about, okay, if they win Friday night, so if they win Friday night, they're a game and a half out with a back-to-back against OKC. And they have to win both. And then the Spurs' next two games, as I said, are at Portland versus Milwaukee. Could be tough. And then also, you, you think about the Kings. That, that right there could bring it. Could bring the Kings but also, in, in the 10 seed with two games left against Memphis. Two back-to-back. I don't think it's back-to-back, but uh, it's two a, games there, at there's Memphis. There's a gap day. And then, uh, and then they come back home for the last game of the season Wait, against uh, Utah. I think Memphis is a back-to-back. The Kings and OKC, there's a gap in between. Yeah, I know, uh, I know the OKC for sure has now, a gap. Of course, the Kings aren't just chasing the Spurs. They're also chasing the New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans, Pelicans, who are the 11 seed correct. and they're they're right behind the spurs they're they're about a half game back i think once uh, the game's done tonight they honestly mirror the kings in a lot of very scary ways yes now their schedule they have philadelphia on friday then charlotte uh, it's a back-to-back with charlotte and memphis on the road that's tough these are all they have uh five straight road games here yep they have no more home games except they, for the last game of the year out, yeah. against the lakers who that's probably going to be a pretty easy game for them if i don't know if i think the lakers are probably going to have to be fighting for seeding the lakers too. Be fighting mean, for seeding. right now they're fighting with the mavericks and trailblazers so uh to round out uh, new orleans these are all on the road philadelphia charlotte memphis dallas golden state and the lakers at home so Pretty much the Kings, I don't want to say they can control their own destiny. I think that if they win their games and take care of business, which, again, stretching a winning streak out to seven is pretty ridiculous. That's the only way it's probably going to happen. So 
hey, like I said, one game at a time, Friday night, enjoy it, have fun. They're playing good basketball. Maybe De'Aaron Fox makes a WWE entrance comeback. The most game in Golden 1 center history. It's sad, but it's true. That is a fact. It's sad, but it's true. Like it, there's there's not been a game with bigger implications than there being six games left in the season with a possibility of pulling within a game and a half of a playing spot, uh, which then could end up being nothing too because they could just get thirty exactly. pieced. Exactly. Anyways, is this all meaningless? Possibly, possibly, <laughs> probably. Uh, the Kings again, like we've talked about, they do have a tendency to rope a dope. The fans, um, they have us right where we <laughs> right right where they want us. I think about that part on. I haven't watched The Godfather Three, but I've seen that quote. Just the, you know, right when they, right when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Yeah, <laughs> they yep. pull me back in. Whoa, uh, that's a little Pacino for you. Um, they pull me back in. It's hard not to be excited. Uh, I just, I just don't see any other way around it. I want them to win Friday. I want them to keep going. At this point, if they lose the next five or six in a row, that's great too. That helps them out. But I, I just, I don't see it happening. And I know that people that want a high draft pick. Uh, are not too thrilled right now. But. We were also talking about that though. That though, before we were we were recording. Boy, those are a lot of sounds. See, I just did the same thing. Yeah, though. It's okay. uh, and pretty much the furthest that the Kings could slide in the draft at this point is eight. I think maybe seven if they just lose everything and things go well for them. But you know, even then. I mean, at this point, they've kind of made their bed and they kind of need to lay in it and and try and make the play in because yeah. even if they lose the rest of their games, it's it's so, just the eighth pick in the draft that you're really they are, shooting um, for. They're ninth right now. Oklahoma City is tied for the fourth pick, so and they're they're one game back from three. If OKC loses three games in a row, they'll be the number two pick. So they definitely have no intentions of winning any games. You can arguably say the Kings, if they win Friday, the fact they have two games coming up with OKC puts them not as a favorite, but that gives me like significant yes. advantage because their schedule, they're facing the arguably the worst team in the West, other than Minnesota and, and uh, Houston, of course. But um, OKC is not going to; they're not trying to win games. So what you're saying is actually right now the Kings are a half game up on the Spurs. Uh, if you just add in those two yeah. two OKC wins <laughs> automatically, we're actually already in the play-in tournament. If we yeah, or, or we're tied coming into Friday. Yeah, uh, Kings are totally adding the stakes the Kings for are, Friday's the game. The Kings are totally not going to lose any of those games. Yeah. OKC, right? We're definitely well, not going to be wrong. This is the troll of it all. Is like you and I are both recording this, saying these things, knowing that damn well how many times have we came oh, in the next get, week and it's just get the complete on. opposite of what we're talking about. And it's just like, man, we're not idiots. You, you, I know, promise, you guys, I hope. We, we're not, we're not idiots. We I'm understand. starting to question myself. Well, I we really understand am. that what's if, if I'm a betting man and my friend's a betting man, we're not, uh, my friend is. And if my friend were to bet on, will the Kings over the next three games, what is the Kings record going to be? I'll bet they're going to go one and two. <laughs> uh, I'd say over, over the next three against OKC twice and, and San, San Antonio, Antonio, they go one and two. And that's just going to be the I'm, – I'm being as realistic as I can. I'm excited for Friday, but that being said, if I, like, had to bet on it, they probably well, blow it. Well, here's what I would say. They always if, blow it. If one and two had positive odds, I would absolutely take it. I don't know if I would – I don't know if I would put it as the favorite. You think the Kings are going to go two and one over the next three? I do. I think they'll probably split in OKC. 
Okay. Versus OKC. That would be so frustrating if they won Friday and split that series. Uh, no, they're going to win. They're going to beat the Spurs, and then they're going to beat OKC. That's what I mean. And then, yeah. And if then they split gonna, yeah. that, if they... It'd be frustrating if they yeah. beat, oh, beat the Spurs, beat the Spurs, then lose then one get, of the OKC that would games. Put them at a game and a half. Then, then they, they beat, beat OKC, put them at a half, like game, a half game. If the Spurs lose, and then lose. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to keep get going as too far. Close into the, as humanly possible, just po- to pull the rug out. Point is, ladies and gentlemen, your Sacramento Kings have won four in a row. They won five of six. Uh, I don't know how the hell or why the hell it's going on or what. <laughs> what I don't know. Uh, Mo Harkless is our starting small forward. DeLon Wright is playing minutes at De'Aaron Fox and Terry's Hopkins. Both are not playing, uh, but it's working. It's working out. So here we are. Friday night's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, do you have anything you want to talk about uh, before we get into Tyrese's injury? Or, I mean, any, anything else from, from the last couple of games? We, Marvin's looked great. Yeah. We talked about Marvin. Uh, we'll get to awards later. I'm sure someone's going to get some more love, him, yep. and, him and DeLon. Um, or we forget anybody? That's it. No, I think. Okay. No. No. We've forgotten nobody. I mean, well, I guess we haven't. I don't think we've talked about Rashawn Holmes, who, you know, it's not sexy to talk about him anymore, but he's just continuing to do what he does. I think he's still putting up these 17 and seven games, you know, whatever. He is who he is at this point. And that that is just, that is a compliment in the fact that he is like that type of player now. Like Mm -hmm. he is a 15 and and nine, 15 and and 10 type of player. Yeah. You should not be surprised if Rashawn ends up with 16 and and 10. You shouldn't on 60% shooting from the field, which right now I believe he's still shooting 60% from the field. He is shooting 64% from the field. So last, uh, couple games, he hasn't had any double doubles, but 22 and nine against the Lakers. He was big against the Lakers coming up huge in that game. Uh, his defense has been great, even though he's not picking up as many blocks as usually does. Uh, he's just disrupting a lot in the paint, and that, that's why he's so valuable and useful and also staying out of foul trouble. Um, for the most part, he did have five fouls tonight, but um, Kings are up by 20 for most of the game. So uh, Rashawn is Rashawn, and we'll get into his contract stuff. When free agency begins, there's an article that came out today from uh, Sam Amick just stating how the Kings can pretty much afford to give him like $1.5 million more than um Anybody like, else? Then what? Like what? Or it wasn't it? Wasn't um, Sam Amick? It was uh, Bobby Marks. ESPN. Don't look at me. Yeah, I, Bobby Marks is. Yeah, he had an article today that just it kind of laid out the Kings. I know Sam also. Well, had the, about Sam it. had the article, which I guess uh, we can talk about now. Actually, might as well. Actually, we. Um, well, we're on the subject. You know, why? Sam Amick had an article today talking about how the Kings. Um, I actually didn't read it, so I shouldn't say specifically, but I believe essentially saying uh, Luke Walton might not be released at the end of this season like me and Frankie have uh, prophesized for a couple weeks now because essentially he doesn't have a stretch provision in his contract. Which, how does that, how that not happen? How do, how do, what I understand, which I don't know if it's actually true or not, so take it with a grain of salt, but... Uh, when Luke Walton got the extension, they were still paying Dave Yeager. And so they, well, no, that's why they backloaded his contract. I can't answer why they, uh, I don't know, man. They didn't have I'm sure Luke provision. is of the mentality. But like, essentially, hey, uh, for, sorry, for everyone who doesn't know, stretch provision is when you fire somebody, you can elongate how long it takes you to pay them out their salary. So let's say, let's just make it easy. Luke Walton makes, I think he makes 11 million, but we'll just say he makes 10 million. Uh, instead of the Kings firing him and having to pay him $10 million next season, they can 
split that ten million over two seasons into five million. And I'm not I'm not gonna test my math any further than no, that in I the division, but you guys get the point. They get the point. Um I hope. I hope because I'm not doing anything. No, more math. I think it makes it look Basically, Luke but basically, Walton, yeah. So there's a chance of, that the he they might not fire him because it's easy uh, for it, financial reasons. It's easy because uh, again, the Kings. It was also in our in an article that the Kings have lost a hundred million dollars at least because yes. of the pandemic. Because um, Doko has been uh, a ghost town. That's the hats of the team is making a lot. Doko majority has of been money. a no go. It's been a no go. Doko has been no go. Nice. Um, nice. So the Kings are obviously not feeling a little. As spendy as they usually uh, are, when Vladdy forked out, like, well, how much? How many million was that that they forked that out? When the the Deadman off season, Deadman Ariza, it was Deadman Ariza Joseph, and then Holmes got Holmes got like, the least. scraps, yeah. Um, yeah, like seventy million. Or Walton something. has eleven point five remaining on his deal, which is over the next two seasons. Obviously, it'd be easier for the Kings to stretch that into four seasons and pay him, you know, three point whatever million, not or a two point podcast. eight million, whatever it is. Um, but that's not going to be able to happen because of the contract. So that puts the Kings in a position is because you look at guys like Terry Stotts, he's going to be available. Um, Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan. There's coaches that are going to be available and they he might not be him. able to fire Luke Walton because he's making $4 million next year, $5.5 million. And they're not going to be able to afford to fire him and hire someone else, mm-hmm. which means he might be back next year. Yeah. Like I, it, and again, I will might. say I did not read the article, but I did, I believe, see people talking about it, and uh, I believe also in there it said that Vivek actually would be okay with Luke um, going, but Monty, it's kind of Monty's decision. Yeah, I think that again, man, it. It's super interesting, like we talked about. Like we'll try and get funny. some. Also, we should mention we're going to try and get some, you know, insiders who might know yeah, some things yeah. on this. I mean, the week after the season, we need to get someone too because we might not even have time to get one because it could be the day after the season ends. That's mm-hmm. what happened with Davey Aker. That's what usually happens with everyone in 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 sports when you hire uh not hire when you fire a coach, a manager, whatever. It usually comes the day or day after. The last game of the season. You see it happen in the NFL. You see it happen in baseball, mm-hmm. basketball, all of them. Soccer, I think. I don't watch soccer, but I'm assuming they fire managers. Really. They just kind of let them go. They let them go whenever. <laughs> well, the, the like the big three in American sports, they have some structure. Um, and we saw it with Dave Yeager. Um, we could see it with Terry Stotts as soon as the Blazers are, yeah. are eliminated in the playoffs because I don't think they're going to make it past the first, second round. Um, There's it, the group of Spurs assistants that are always yeah, rumored. Becky Hammond. Hamidoka, Becky, Becky Hammond is ready for a, a head coaching job. And, um, you know, the Kings might miss out on some of, the, of these candidates if, if this is what they're doing. And if, if Luke Walton is not going to be their guy, they might have to bite the bullet and just kind of eat that yeah. 4.5, 5.5 million over the next two seasons. Just kind of, you know, it's going to hurt. But what, what, what else are you supposed to do? If Luke Walton is not going to be your head coach for the next four or five years, which he's, he's not going to, you have to make a move sooner than later. Yeah, I'm. My mind goes to like the fans and how just the perception of if Luke stays next season, he's just a dead man walking. I mean, it. He he really can't win. I I think even if what if next season the Kings go, you know, for whatever they make the seven seed or whatever, and they get forty five wins. 
Is that going to be enough to keep Luke Walton's well, job? And then if they do end up like, even if Luke Walton succeeds and then gets further contracts with the Kings is, is how like is, uh, the relationship with the fans, is that going to continue to be as poor as it is? I mean, I, I, I where I see it now is I just don't think, you know, and fans are fans. They're going to be overreactionary, but I, I think, a lot of people don't like Luke Walton and have kind of stuck their 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 flag down. Yeah, I don't think the, their, their minds are going to be if their yeah. minds are being changed. Even if they went on Friday and they're like that, would be kind of. I like think Luke's benefited biggest. a lot from fans not being in there to boo him yeah. every time. Your head coach, Luke Walton, arguably the biggest win. George Carl got a lot of, of his boos. coaching career would be Friday night, which isn't saying much. Yep. But if he wins Friday, well, that, not yes, actual head coaching. Yeah, the Warriors notwithstanding. Okay, but if you want to count yeah. him being a head coach in the Warriors, <laughs> I for, mean, it counts towards his. If his the record. Kings win on Friday and they have a five-game winning streak and they are right in the thick of the race. Yep. That's a big win. And if people still, and, and again, I'm seeing it tonight. Still people are like, you know, as we're talking about it, uh, you know, Jill Adge, uh, shout out Jill Adge. Uh, I could be totally wrong. I don't think this stretch is what saves Luke. If he is saved, I'd like to think that the front office has already made a decision, whatever it is. And we'll find out in the next couple of weeks, regardless, but who the hell knows? I mean, that's how I feel too. Yeah. It's like, th- will this save Luke? I don't know. It's Pro- really funny. It- it sounds the same as as the Marvin Bagley discussion where it's I don't know if these games right here are going to save how we feel about Marvin Bagley. Like if Marvin averages 20, I think Dave Carmichael Davis put it out. If, if Marvin Bagley averages 23 20 and, and 7 or something like that, the rest yeah. of this stretch, do we all of a sudden want to keep him next year or is it still an unfixable marriage that we just honestly it's just best to part ways because – Look, the relationship didn't work for whatever reason. Let's clean our hands of it yeah. and not try and hold on to it as long as that's something that as long um, as possible. It's gonna be a good. It's, it'll be a big topic of conversation this off season. But I mean, I think with Marvin, you know, just to kind of touch on it real quick, uh, I would I would let him play out the, the remainder of his contract. I, I would let him play out next season if a, if an offer comes and he's not playing well and you take you want to take it, but maybe see what he gets on, on the restricted free agent market next summer. Um, why not? Maybe he won't get that many bites. Maybe the Kings keep him for cheap. Maybe they match it a, a cheap. I don't know. Cheap. Obviously, cheap, cheap. Obviously, he's a good player. Uh, he's playing well. I don't think he's going to be a superstar. But hey, man, I just don't think there's any way you ever get fair return for value. Probably not. I which mean, is why, because I mean, yeah, the Kings are going to hold him and always view him as that second second pick in the draft, and that's always going to be the weight that they carry when they try and trade him. And no one's going to reciprocate that kind of value, yeah, or even perceive value. It'll be an interesting thing to watch, and also the, the Holmes thing. And and you know, as we move on, I just want to touch on the Rashawn thing for this offseason. Rashawn Holmes has early bird rights. The most that the Kings can offer him for the first year of his contract is eleven million, which is one point five million more than what any other team can offer him with the mid level exception. Uh, it has to be for a minimum of two seasons. So uh, the $11 million contract is on pace with a salary projection according to ProfitX. So people, people, that's what we've been saying. Yeah. People for, are saying he's an $11 million per year type of player, which I agree. Yeah, that's what we've been hoping for. Is about um, definitely under 15, probably 10 or a I'd little imagine over. The, the king, 10 to 12. Yeah, I'd imagine the Kings try to shed one of Buddy or Harrison and then they try to keep Rashawn for about $12 million per year. Yeah. Uh, $12 million, uh 
over a three, four year deal. But anywho, um, the Walton stuff we can talk about later. The Rashawn stuff, this all stuff that remains to be seen. As of right now, they're both on the Kings. The Kings are playing well. But uh, one thing we want to touch on before we get to awards is the circus that was the Tyrese Halliburton news mm. process. Because when the injury happened, let me just get your, your thoughts on what was your reaction when you were you watching live? Did you see was, the highlight? I was watching live. Uh, I missed it initially. I had my head down. I was writing. Mm. Uh, always at re- work. I'm always doing the recap. And I look up and I just see him face down and like dragging himself off the floor. And I just thought, oh, so that's how the season's going to end. Like Tyrese is going to tear his ACL and the Kings are in a meaningless game and the Kings are just done. Like he won't play until 2020. He might have missed all next year too. Like what happened to Clay? We don't need to talk about that. Kind I know, of stuff. but that but those are the thoughts that went through my mind because for two days. I mean, I can't lie. My thought initially, I thought he tore his Achilles. Like yeah. the way he stopped, it was like he got shot. Yeah, and then yeah, and then he just instantly hobbled off. I was like, oh great, he just completely popped his Achilles, and it like you said, instantly went face down on the ground. Yeah. Uh, so no, it was not a fun. I myself went face down on the ground for about ten seconds with him. Um, yeah, I felt that. And uh, and I was, yeah, I mean, well, from he, there. He walks off the floor on his own power pretty much. And but the and he puts out a tweet after and, and Luke Walton says he's in good spirits. But uh, now I saw it. With, now the race begins. Well, with R.J. Hampton, he had an MRI on, uh, that was Monday. So R.J. Hampton had an MRI on Tuesday morning, um, which was a day after the Kings gave Tyrese. Ty- Tyrese had his MRI on Monday morning point is hampton got his results back on tuesday after like two hours mris don't take that long to get the imaging back no. you see it happen all over sports they have you get it back the same day same afternoon usually same yep. two hour three hour window the kings took the imaging of tyrese halliburton on monday morning they didn't say a peep, Not a peep. they sent luke walton out for his pregame media uh press conference with zero information zero knowledge the guy went out there and just you know a lot of guys are giving him credit uh in the media because he was getting grilled. Like, okay, obviously something's wrong. The yeah. team, they well, also the if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. By the time Luke had stepped up to the uh, to the mic, they had already announced that Tyrese was going to be out all with a left knee. All it said was left knee. It didn't and say anything else. It didn't say again like Soreness, this, Yeah, nothing, nothing. Just left knee, and that he was going to be out, which I've never seen before. Which also at report, this point, way. we're still trying to figure out like. Severity. We're even not even knowing. Like, could he is come back in three games? Is it is a, a is it a bruise? Yeah, is like, this a tear? Are they getting a second opinion? Yeah. What is happening? We still don't Go really ahead. know. We no, st- we, still we still don't know. So, anyways, just to end, the, everyone, if you're a king, you know what happened. They 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 played the game. the The whole afternoon went by. It's Wednesday night or Tuesday night. Tuesday night, and we find out finally. As soon as the game's over, immediately after, and the I game missed it initially. You texted me about yeah. it, and I was scared because I didn't know what the news was yet. Because yeah. you're like, "What the hell? Like, how did how yeah. did Woj get it first? I thought he tore something, and and uh, I go look, and Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN yeah. got the scoop. Yeah, he somehow he got does, the scoop somehow before but, Sacramento media, yeah. before the Kings say a peep. And I know it's what he does, but that can't but happen. Not for that that I mean, can happen. Not for something. Also, for something where it's like. I mean, yeah, he didn't tear anything, 
Uh, I mean, not that that should even matter also. Severity of injury shouldn't matter. But I could at least understand it that way because maybe there's more balls being juggled and he intercepts some news <laughs> on the way there. Go I'm ahead. sorry. I have no, to interrupt you real quick. Uh, Team Bagley just put out a tweet while we're sitting oh, here talking. Shout out Team Bagley who just, liked one of my tweets. <laughs> is this the second just, time he just, has tweeted this? Yeah, Didn't they, he tweet this the other day? Playoffs 2021, all caps with a, with a Kings Sacramento logo. Kings Googled <laughs> image. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm sorry. I had, Unbelievable I had, stuff. It's just the million exclamation points to Team Bagley's back, baby. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Team Bagley is freaking back. But, there, but anyways, there's no way that the Kings can let Woj beat them to to a story that big, which, you know, it, it, I was thinking worst case, but in my head, if Tyrese Halbert and Terrace is Achilles or his ACL, bro, it is May. He'll be out until April yeah. of next year. The season's going to end in April. It's going to be back on track with the regular season. I'm assuming he won't. He'll miss the entire next season if he if he has an injury like that right now. Maybe he'll come back in March, whatever. But look what happened to, to Clay. He hurt twice back to back. Granted, but he's missed two years. He, he missed one full season because of those injuries. You don't come back usually unless it happens mid season. And you know what? A lot of people were worried about it. I'm sure even people on the team were worried about it. Uh, local media, everyone. And you let Woj beat you to the punch after saying Luke Walton out there without knowing anything. And it turns out the the report they gave us, we don't know if it's a bruise. We don't know if there's irritation. We don't know if there's a strain. We don't know if there's like a grade whatever sprain. We don't know what what the injury is. Yeah. Was it just an awkward step? Like, we still don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's going on with his knee. So... No structural damage. That's great. I'm happy about it. Uh, the Kings dropped the ball on handling the situation. I know they had a bunch of doctors look at it. Maybe get better people to look at the imaging. I don't know. I've never seen that happen before, personally. I don't either. Um, and I more just from a like just from a personal aspect. I just don't like how the Kings operate in that situation. I think. I don't. I, I don't think anybody wants to hear about this. But like a guy, you know, James Ham, Sean Cunningham, those guys, Jason Jones, they bust their ass for like, years, for, for years, for a decade, like all of them. Yes, they've been doing this since we were like in eighth grade, bro. And at this point, or you know, a, a release like that. I mean, I don't want to say it's breadcrumbs, but especially again, like it's it's not like he tore his ACL. It's not like you guys are getting second opinions. Hey. It's not like you're work. Hey, hey, James, Tyrese is fine. And none of that. That's it. From from what I understand, Tires I mean, okay. we haven't we haven't had the opportunity to talk to any of those guys, but from what we understand, none of that. No, and, and that's something where it's like you guys are the Kings are should be and should operate as the most grassroots, you know, for the city organization. They should operate like how <laughs> soccer teams in England operate, how like their city, like they're part of the city. Um, and they really like, I mean, I don't want to, you know, the Kings, whatever. I'm not going to bag them too bad, but no, I mean, they, they did drop the they, ball though. They really don't, you know, they, they don't look out for their guys. And you know, that's the kind of thing where it's, it's, it's fine. It is what it is. I guess it's part of the game. That's why Woj is the best. He, he, he somehow managed to, to beat the scoop of our own guys when he's not even here, but it's just like y- y'all, y'all got to throw some bones out eventually. Hey, I'm not, I understand maybe people are saying, oh, you don't understand. You're not in the medical field and things sometimes don't. It's okay. Cool. I get that. I don't know. I don't. But you know what? I have never seen that happen before. uh, Also, when you don't give information, it leads to speculation. Yep. 
and all the speculation from a lot of outlets that I was seeing, a lot from people that are way more important than than you or myself who are up and comers or KHK or whatever the hell you want. Like people that are like legit sources yes. saying the longer it is, usually it's not great because they're trying to get more opinions because maybe they don't they want to hope it's not, yeah. they want to hope it's not as bad as the the reports are saying. Uh, as the the tests are saying, and that was my initial thought. Was it yours too? How Definitely. oh he probably is touring a CL and they're getting more opinions yep. and trying to figure out if maybe they're the and maybe that is what happened. Maybe they took an MRI and they said oh it's touring a CL, and they're like okay let's do it again to make sure. And maybe it came back clean the next time. I have no idea what the holdup was, but there was something that they had to get multiple medical professionals to come and look at because nothing came up. Obviously. Sp- Spot, like spotless and clean. Again, though, There's something. That- this is what I don't understand. And maybe, look, maybe I'm a simpleton and I just don't understand these things. But what is wrong with releasing that? And I understand it's personal medical information for sure. But you can at least say what's going on. You know, I feel what's wrong with saying we're getting a second opinion on. Th- I mean, I feel like with baseball, especially, I mean, injuries are happening every day. I feel like yeah. they're always talking about how, oh, no, we're going to get a second opinion on this injury. And and uh, I don't, it's definitely not as secretive as it seemed to be. And I mean, I think we were talking about this earlier was was it with De'Aaron or it was with Marvin's injury, I think, earlier in the season. Yeah. And um, and they just weren't releasing him from. I mean, and we talked about it earlier with De'Aaron here with his health and safety protocol. Granted, like you said, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of actual legal reasons why they can't disclose that kind of information. But it's been 10 to 14 days. Can we get or you guys gave an yeah, initial 10 to 14 days. Can we get some sort I think of Zach like Levine came back from his on like the 13th day. Yeah. So. I'd imagine if there's a media session tomorrow, I haven't received an email. I don't know if they're going to have one tomorrow or not yet, but uh, at least Friday or tomorrow night on the injury report, I'd expect he should be at least questionable or, or out, like at least, or maybe not out, but doubtful. Yeah. I don't know. Um, probably doubtful, out from out to doubtful, but um, otherwise it's, it's kind of suspicious. Like if they're, they were Especially hold- as they're playing, if they're 4-0 yeah, right now, they're you're, you're, making you're the push them towards the playoffs. Yeah, you're holding you're, Point is, a lot of people were very, were very, they're ripping on the Kings how they've handled the injuries and everything. And you know what? It hasn't been perfect, but especially the Tyrese thing was not perfect. And I just wanted to make sure we touch on that because the words of Hannah Montana, nobody's perfect. No one's perfect, especially the Kings medicals um, staff slash PR team. But um, shout out Pete Jeez. Youngman. Pete Youngman has been very nice on Twitter, and I don't think he ever would have let this happen. Just, just a thought. Bring back. I'm not a medical you know professional, so I, I won't thought, speak to anything. How is Rick Adelman doing? Like, is he, he's only like seven years old? Can he come back and coach? Like, how old are you? He's Rick? got a son. Uh, right? Isn't his son? I think his son works for the Timberwolves. Rick Adelman is 74. Blazers or something. 74. 74. Yeah, he can come back. How old was George Carl when he came George back? George Carl. I don't think. I, I think George Carl was younger than we thought. George Carl. George Carl is not even 70 yet. Wow, good for George. So he's so like, he was like, coaching. He was, he was like, like 65, 64. Yeah. Um, any any other thoughts on Tyrese? Saying it's great, he's gonna be fine. Tyrese is okay. So George Carl's not seven, not not seventy yet. He's not seventy yet. How no. old is he? He's sixty nine. Just making sure. You just wanted me to say. I was, it. No, I just wanted. Just you just wanted me to say. No, it. I just wanted to make Bro, sure. Grow up, dude. Sorry, dude. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, that's very good. immature of me. Bro, grow up. So immature. Uh, um, Tyrese is fine. Maybe he plays in summer league. I don't think he really needs to play in summer league, but. Um, Anywho, should we do awards? Anywho, yeah, let's do awards. Uh, 
yeah, so let's we haven't I feel like we haven't done awards in a minute. Now that we haven't recorded in over a week. <sighs> we haven't. I'm sorry everybody. It's been a while, but uh it's they time to loosen up now. They don't as give a we damn. are I feel like I've been on my on my personal Twitter at Chris M. Watkins, shameless plug. I've been posting a lot of the uh the I've I've been I've been uh what do they say? Beating the drum, banging the drum. <laughs> Whoa, sorry. I was uh when you use all parts of the animal, it's like what the natives say. I've been like, oh, whatever. Point is, I've been <laughs> what really. What the hell? <laughs> I have <laughs> been using the DeMarcus Cousins. This is ridiculous clip for every single second of it. Should we roll like, the clip? I just, yes. I, point is, I've, I've heard this. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Our king of the week. Our king of the week. You want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I said, do you want to go first? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead, Chris. My guy is. Um, Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'm ready to wrap this up. Uh, for (laughs) my king of the week is going to be Marvin Bagley. Um, not, yeah, sorry. I didn't, I didn't give proper time for, for applause. Yeah. Uh, is Marvin setting the world on fire? Is he averaging 25 points a game? No. But he put together maybe the two best games of his career uh, in the past four-game stretch here. Obviously, the game tonight that he had uh, against Indiana was, um, like we said earlier, probably, I, I mean, I would say that's the best that's game, the best that game of his career. Like 31-12. Uh, and 12. Um, I was going to pull up. 59% from the field. Ooh, sorry. Didn't make a three, but that's fine. Didn't make a three. And then uh, the other night against Dallas, I mean, that was really the coming out party. Really was super unexpected. Against Luka, nonetheless. Yeah, against Luka. Do you think that had anything to do with it? It did kind of feel like it was personal. Um, It had to. Marvin came out, 23 points, nine rebounds. Uh, A lot of that was uh, in a big spurt. I can't remember which quarter it was in, but um, really laid it on him. And uh, it was really good to see Marvin Bagley really, really play up to uh, to the height of his potential. Yeah, I mean, Marvin has been, like we talked about, just incredible. I can't wait to watch what he does over the last six games. Uh, it does make you excited about the, the possibility of him, um, you know, tapping into some of his full potential. He's, he's been hurt a lot, missed a lot of time this year, and pe- people have been very hard on him, and now he's being hard on other teams. So, Hey, now. Hey, now. Uh, my king. Of I the will week. just say sorry. Seven games less career play. Seven less career played games than Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, Marvin and Jaron Jackson. People hold him in such a higher regard than Marvin. And you know, Jaron missed a lot of the season too. So uh, Marvin's been playing very good basketball. Um, he's been kind of. If he was out, I don't know if the Kings win these four games. He's been no. That I important. definitely. I definitely think those two games specifically, <clears throat> the Dallas. Maybe tonight. I mean, they 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 really handled Indiana, but he, well, he, I mean, he had thir- he, he had thirty one he, he had thirty one of those points. Yeah, he definitely so put him up there. Maybe OKC. I don't know, but uh, but he's been playing very well. He is very very deserving of King of the Week. I was thinking about giving it to him, but uh, I might as well just spread some love to, to you know Delon Wright. Delon Wright. He's been pretty much producing like kind of like a hybrid of De'Aaron and Tyrese. You know, tonight he had twenty three points, seven boards, six assists. And six steals. Uh, also shooting eight of fourteen from the field, three of five from three point line. He's been kind of like that's the best way I can describe it. It's like a hybrid of De'Aaron and Tyrese. Uh, last game he had thirteen points, ten rebounds, eight assists, four blocks, and four steals. The guy's been on a roll. Um, even the Laker game, he had eleven, six, and seven. He's just putting up great numbers. You can see why Monty McNair wanted him. You can see why 
a lot of people around the Kings fandom slash universe have yeah. been so excited to have him on the I team. I really like him because he makes the game look so easy. He yeah. like, just really goes for easy. He's missed a lot of easy layups, but like he just gets easy shots. He doesn't really try and be he's a baller, spectacular. Man. Yeah, he's just he, he's, goes out he's, there. He's balls. Like, he's he's like, just, he looks, y'all going to give me this easy look? I'm going to yeah. take it. He just knows how to get into the yeah. pain. Really smart player. He can create his own offense. It's, yeah. it's kind of like surprising he hasn't had a starting gig before. Um, I know on on Detroit People have he did. Tried, yeah, um, I think he's probably like at that Reggie Jackson uh, Reggie Jackson light yeah. level where he's good, well, with, but not with good Me- enough. With Memphis, he was really good. He yeah. was twelve points a game, five rebounds, five assists, and a steal point one point six steals. I mean, that's pretty good with with uh, with Memphis there in that twenty six game spurt. Even in but, Dallas, he had a nice little stretch. Yeah, Dallas uh, on that playoff team last uh, summer in the bubble. I remember him getting a couple triple doubles yeah. last year. So Kings have him under contract. He's going to be very probably mm-hmm. coveted in the trade market. Yep. Well, I'd hope the Kings hold on to him. I think so. He's a um, pretty cheap. He's like the exact kind of contract and player you would want. Yeah, I, I'm very happy with him being on the team because look at him. He's slid right into the starting lineup. Provided more than serviceable play as a starting point guard. Um, next game coming up against the Spurs. To, I mean, also he's a good defender. So Derek White and Dejounte Murray coming into town. We have a guy who can play defense because yep. I mean, arguably he's a all very def- long too. Arguably all six, five. he's a better defender yep. than, than Tyrese and De'Aaron. I mean, at this point, from what I've seen, he might be a better defender than his anticipation. Those on, guys aren't getting six steals in a game. I'll no, tell you that. <laughs> but on, if you watch like. On certain plays, he has that kind of Tyrese gene of the anticipa- um, anticipation on passes because a couple times over the last couple of games, he's cut off some really nice passes and, and started a fast break. And um, and fun to watch, man. Like, I, I really did think, I think last time we recorded that the fun was over and I wanted the season to end. And now I'm kind of, like, bummed. Like, yeah. there are six well, games yeah, left. They're starting like, to play well. They're starting to play well. Like, I wish there was 15 games yeah. left, not six. But, um Marvin and maybe, DeLon, congrats. Maybe what? there will be. Maybe there will be more. Maybe there will maybe be 15 be games, you know? Uh, playoff series. All right. Ready for our uh, our cola machine of the week? This just doesn't feel right, man. They're playing so well. You know what? Then, Someone's got to get it. You know what? I'm, 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 I feel like this is a cop out. I'm, okay. I'm just going to go with the Utah game because, God, <laughs> Lord, hey, man. I don't think anything needs to be talked about. Um, and. That's that's going to be my cola machine of the week. It's just I'm going to give a cola machine effort for my cola machine right now because that's the kind of effort. I might do that too. I, because it was just no one needs to see that. No. Like I, nobody needs to see that. When you think about it, no one's really, like really – the people that are playing in the rotation, even you know Damian Jones has been playing pretty well. Like tonight he didn't do much. Uh, he hit a block, a steal, and four rebounds over 17 minutes. He's been playing pretty well though. Like there's not many guys that have been playing poorly. No. Uh Terrence Davis, you know, like we said, is is shooting well. He had a great game against OKC. Yep, OKC. So I'm going to give it to uh, just the whole Tyrese Halliburton situation. Not him. Not Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, I'm going to give it to like the the way that the news came out. Uh, I don't know if that's a training staff or or who that falls on, but um, they also made us late to record. Yeah, so they pushed us two days. They pushed us two days and. It's good because the fact that the Kings won yep. both games. Uh, I think the I think the podcast was better for it. I'd hope so. What do you think, Kings fans? Yeah, what do you think? Write in the comment section. If we get like five thumbs downs yeah. on our <laughs> Should we be telling people to do that? Yeah, I mean I've been thinking about if that. you I listen, mean, like, you should. I mean, I hope you just give us a little thumbs up or five yeah, stars or or, something. or a pat on the back or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um we like a Matt it. George tweet. <laughs> like a Matt George tweet. Yeah, uh, Kings are playing well. If they win on Friday night, 
maybe maybe well not friday night but maybe we'll do an emergency one on sunday or monday or something but um we'll at, the, at this mean, point I'm, it's when when breaking news happens like we'll we'll be back monday at the latest um anything else you want to talk about it's been about an hour yeah no i'm good kings are playing well tapped out. yeah kings are playing well let's enjoy it don't overthink it they're probably gonna implode that's fine but enjoy it at least till that ball tips off on Friday night and reality sets back in when they lose by 20, if that's what happens, cool. But, hey, it's been fun. It has. It's been... Uh, I didn't think it would be this Roller coasters are generally yeah. pretty fun. You I'm know? not a roller coaster guy. Oh. Well, I take that back. Have then. we talked about that before? <laughs> no, we haven't. I'm not a theme Fair park enough. guy. Really? Not a theme park guy. Like, theme parks are just like... like um, because you know how, like, Six Flags, I wouldn't... I guess okay. they're, they're technically theme parks, but Six Flags are more, ge- like, geared towards, like, rides, and, like, Disneyland is a theme park. Like, I'm, they go heavy theme. I like Disneyland, but I only like going to Disneyland when it's not the middle of, the, like, the day. Like, when the kid When it's kind of... Like, when it's uh, near the end of the night... And I the thought kids you were are, talking heat-wise. Well, that, too, but, like, mostly when it's not jam-packed with screaming babies. Like, I'm not... I'm not a big Disneyland guy. Mm. I enjoy Disneyland, but I don't want to go like with the, the hats on and, and hang out there for, for, you know, the whole damn day. But, um, to answer the question, I hate amusement parks like Six Flags. Mm. Uh, the, I'm not a thrill seeker. I, you're, so my, you're not going to skydive anymore? No, 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 no. My, so then this season no. hasn't been fun for you. No, <laughs> the season has been. No, the season has not been. I mean, even though it's been fun, this has still been a miserable season for me overall. And like, it, they still could could put a cherry on top and ruin my ruin my you life. Know what? This is more like, and it really, honestly, is instead of being like a roller coaster, you know, your typical roller coaster where it's like on a track and stuff. This is those roller co- those things that nobody likes, where they just go up and down and like routinely. You know, like the point is for it to like. Yep. Go high and then drop you from super far and then pop you right back up and then drop. That's it's like Tower that, of Terror. Exactly like yeah. Tower of Terror, except it is Tower of like Terror that. is awesome. That's a very good analogy yeah. that this season's been like Tower of Terror because it has been very terif- <laughs> like, yeah. terrifying and terrible. Maybe Tower of Terrible. 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 But um, terrible, yeah, terrible, I, don't, terrible. I don't mess around with, with uh, roller coasters. So well, on my, on my senior trip. I sat off to the side at a churro while my classmates went on um, roller coasters at Magic Mountain. Ah, uh, I haven't been to Magic Mountain. I've of a couple friends. Scary. Too. One friend in particular who really wants me to go to Magic Mountain, and I'm just not. I mean, nah. like I have a level. I just like I can do the Medusas and like I, Medusa. I can do Discovery Kingdom, but like from what I understand, Magic Mountain's like another level. I've, I don't think I'm at that level. Medusa's fine. I just like what's the point? I'm a G League roller coaster guy. I okay. can't. I can't play in the league. So you go to like uh, that one on Santa Cruz Boardwalk, the the roar. The wooden See, but one here's or another the thing though: called. is I don't trust. <laughs> it's funny enough because I guess Discovery Kingdom falls into this category, but like I don't. I trust Disneyland because I know if I die at Disneyland because of a ride, like my family's gonna get banked out. <laughs> And also, like, somebody at Disneyland. You're not going to be alive to reap those benefits, uh, though. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe I just you told am me a vegetable hurt. or you something. You hope you get hurt really bad? <laughs> I'm not hoping, but I'm more just be Disney's probably not going to allow that to happen. They're probably going to hire an engineer who's actually going to make a million dollars. Do you want me to, like, push you off like, the Matterhorn or don't something? don't want some dude who went to, in no disrespect to Vallejo High, but I don't want some dude who graduated with a 
two five from Vallejo High in charge of the next four minutes of my life. <laughs> Ruthless. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again, no disrespect to anyone who went to Vallejo High. I love the fighting badgers or whatever. Or whatever. Man, people but catching some strays. Yeah, that that's a real stray right that's there. That's a real stray right For there. For anyone who worked at Discovery Kingdom or went to Vallejo High, I'm sorry. <sighs> but uh, like, what do you guys have in Sacramento? It is the what it is. Fairy tale town. We have fairy tale town yeah, out here, fairy right? Fairy tale town. We have Thunderland like as place. well. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I was like, like I, I don't like going there now. I just like to, you know, go and <laughs> yeah, okay, know, let's try this thing have off. lunch and stuff. I don't yeah, know. Have good hot dogs. Yeah, go get a corn dog. Yeah. It's kind of um, drive. Anyway, um, <laughs> before we get fired, uh, that's, that's all, that's all I got. That I is got. now all I have. Um, not a, so, not a, uh, not a roller coaster guy. Not a roller coaster I am guy. a Kings guy and I'm excited for Friday. Uh, let's all let's all just try to have a good day and, let's and try, yeah, enjoy let's, it. Let's really try and enjoy it. Enjoy it's a, gonna be a Friday. Yep. So even if they lose, worst comes to worst, we all black out until Saturday. Yep. And uh, seems like it's we're in line for a really good, potentially fun night on yeah. Friday night. And uh, you'll be there, correct? I'll, I will be there. Make sure to follow Frankie Cardicelli at F. Is it F. F. F Cardicelli three? Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, and yep. you can you can uh, get Frankie's first person POV. Yep. And we will be ready. Uh, shout be ready. out! Shout out to Pfizer. 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 Um, yeah. For Frankie Cardicelli, I'm Chris Watkins. Thank you all for listening. Uh, bye bye. Cheers.